0: To Sports Talk Saturday. I am your co host, Evan Bluest, founder of the E Network, and join me today as usual, back from his nice little outing last week where he missed our podcast. Joseph Muto, what's going on, my friend?
1: It's happy to be back. You know, I missed the E. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Didn't even listen while you're gone, though.
1: Oh, I know. it Hurts hurt me. my heart, man. It hurt me more. Don't worry.
0: Uh, today we're just going to give you a quick little rundown of a little bit of the stuff that's happening in basketball news and football news a little bit. Uh, we have a couple things for that. And then we're going to go into some fantasy stuff. We've created a little list of just fancy breakout players for every team, one player per team. And then we'll give you a little strategy just before we get into that list of players. Some strategy for some beginners or just maybe if you're not doing well in fantasy and want to switch up your strategy a little bit, we'll give you our peace of mind as 17-year-old fantasy experts who have never played in a league, really. You know, uh, I've really only played fantasy football in a free league, but, you know, I did pretty well, so...
1: I play with a money one, so... It's okay. I got you guys. No worries.
0: I I mean, I finished second in my league, so, not to brag, I lost by 0-0. 0.01 0.01 point
1: or 0.1 point I'm still losing though so. freaking well, Devonte
0: adams man <laughs> all right well let's jump into the news right away here uh we'll hit the nba stuff first and then transition to the nfl in a second uh first thing up here is nick nurse coach of the toronto raptors was recently given his coach of the year award made official that he has won coach of the year joseph
1: well deserved, if you guys check out the very first podcast, I talked about this one a little bit, mm-hmm. and how he just took a team without Kawhi and just, you know, really worked with what he had, and it's exciting times for Nick Nurse, I'm, I mean, he came from overseas, and just coaching the way he did with so many injuries, that's what a lot of people forget, Powell was out for a course of the game, Gasol, even before this whole bubble. And so, I Siakam
0: think, was out too. Yeah, Van Vleet, Lowry, yeah, pretty much everyone was out at some Basically. point.
1: And he continued to win games and keep competitive. So, totally, it's yeah, by far the.
0: Uh, I don't think I really think like transitioning from that 2019 or 2018 season into this 2019 season, the Raptors didn't really miss a step. Like they're still competitive. They're still one of the top teams in the East right from the get go. There, like Nick Nurse, really just the way he coaches, he doesn't really rely on a star player or need to rely. like, And especially with the way he coaches defense, always switching up the scheme depending on who they're playing and not necessarily their personnel, I think really has helped the Raptors who don't have a clear-cut star just elevate to that next level still.
1: Exactly.
0: Uh, definitely well-deserved. Um, I just wanted to bring up that last Brooklyn game, that uh, game four. <laughs> just, yeah. Oh, man, beautiful. I think that honestly kind of just kind of accentuated his coaching there like just the fact that 100 bench points like the starters barely played I mean Van Fleet got in foul trouble early but like just the fact that you can score 152 points or whatever on the Brooklyn Nets and 100 of those points are from the bench even though it is a depleted Brooklyn Nets team that's still impressive and I think it kind of just put the accent on what was an incredible season for Nick Nurse.
1: I want to come back to the Brooklyn Nets for a little bit because I watched them throughout the entire series and I liked what I saw but then I thought (laughs) okay how is this going to transcend into next year so your boy Michigan's own Karis Levert went off. He did. He He literally went off and
0: he did not want to leave
1: (laughs) He was so good. The rest of the team didn't play as well but he was really good but just thinking like how is he gonna transition to two of the most elite yeah. players in the world with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving? Is he gonna be that catch and shoot guy? And I wouldn't be surprised if he asks for a trade there. I
0: think that the Brooklyn should let him leave. It's one of those situations where he just he's shown that he can be that primary ball handler and they should leave that he should leave um. I think that I mean, I feel like he'll end up on a team like Charlotte or something like I honestly feel like he would be a great fit in Charlotte even though Charlotte's not the best team I think he'll work well maybe build up kind of in a Raptors fashion in Charlotte where you can have those guys like Devontae Graham Terry Rozier Karis LeVert not a primary superstar but a bunch of well-rounded players and you can maybe kind of take that franchise out of the dumpster
1: Totally. And if, especially if Brooklyn is talking like signing Greg Popovich mm-hmm. over from San Antonio, where his coaching style is basically do your job, and then you have Kevin Durant and Kyrie who just want the ball, and how is yeah. Karras going to transcend into that offense and defensive scheme? So Yeah, exactly. It'll and he's really shown that
0: he's a primary ball handler and that he can like excel as a primary ball handler. So even if... Maybe the Nets want to keep him. I don't think it's fair if you want to see him grow as a player into this, what he could be. I don't think he necessarily can do that in Brooklyn. That's like
1: Brandon Ingram from a couple
0: Exactly. Years ago. Jaleel Okafor. <laughs> okay. Also in Brooklyn, I believe. All right, moving on to the next piece of news. Another award here. Uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Yesterday won Defensive Player of the Year. Um, also well-deserved definitely the clear-cut favorite no question it should have been Giannis right Joseph
1: I wanted Anthony Davis to win so badly I thought he did such a good job and he was just he but Giannis you have to give him props we're not talking about Anthony Davis here Giannis just continued to keep blocking shots and keep that Mm -hmm. defensive stance into the paint he wouldn't let any team shoot inside the paint they had to force threes and when you do that as a defense, you definitely win as a defense because that shooting percentage goes way low. It's so, true. Props to Giannis, I guess. But. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Congratulations, Giannis. Uh, definitely well-deserved. Um, hopefully he also wins MVP this season just to really just hammer home the point that he is going to be that next best player in the league, steal that title for now. Um, I mean, two MVPs probably in two seasons, a most improved player award, a defensive player of the award. Like, what else can this man do at this point? Like, he is just um, an incredible player. Um, problem is with him is it hasn't really translated into any playoff success, really. Like, I mean, the Bucks have made the conference finals a couple times, but it's also just they haven't made the finals, and Giannis has been this, clear cut dominant player and they've had these like incredible runs through the regular season and they just can't turn it into anything in the postseason.
1: Uh, He's on a crappy team. Basically, if you look at it, Chris Middleton, the odd time, hits a couple huge shots.
0: Hey man, he's an all star.
1: I don't know. I mean (laughs) the rest of the team though, it look it just Mm -hmm. doesn't look good, especially in the playoffs when you look at Orlando. I mean, they won the last three games. Obviously, they didn't play today. But I watched those games, and they didn't look like they were comfortable at all with their bench players or their starters. I mean, they're all sleeping right now, and Giannis is just grabbing 30, 15, and 8, basically. And we'll see if that's going to be enough, but I seriously doubt it. I think he's going to go up against a team one way or the other in the playoffs that actually knows how to play like a team. And then, I don't know. We'll see.
0: Um, you notice we won't be talking about the sports world and the Jacob Blake uh, shooting by the police in Wisconsin. We will get into that on the Breaking It Down with the E Dogs podcast a bit later this week. So it's not that we're overlooking it. We're just going to get much more in depth on it on a different episode of this po- or different episode of this network. So. Yes, yeah, stay tuned for that uh next story moving over to the nfl here Buddha baker safety for the arizona cardinals gets absolutely paid highest paid safety in the league four years 59 million dollars what are your thoughts on this one
1: i mean highest paid he deserves to get the bank okay but that much money yeah. i'm not totally certain on I mean, he's not even your best defensive player when you look at when you have Patrick Peterson and Isaiah Simmons on that. Well,
0: you can't say he's worse than Isaiah Simmons because we haven't seen Isaiah Simmons play. Well,
1: exactly. But, I mean.
0: And Patrick Peterson's old.
1: I know. But, I mean, still, he was barely a Pro Bowl. Mm -hmm. I love Buda Baker. I think he's actually a very good player. But the highest paid safety is a little bit outrageous to me. But that's my only problem with it. When you have to pay guys like DeAndre Hopkins and then Kyler Murray's contract is coming mm-hmm. up, you have to...
0: That's a few years away. Yeah,
1: yeah, but you still have to budget your money at the end of the day. And when you're going to get that money, we'll see, but I don't know.
0: Um, yeah, definitely. I was surprised when I read the headline. It says Cardinals make Buda Baker the highest paid safety in the NFL. I'm like, very surprised. Mm-hmm. I definitely don't think that he is the like best safety in the NFL. No. He's definitely top. Probably top five, but I mean it's one of those things where even if they're not necessarily the best, you, you want to keep them around. And somewhere like Arizona isn't necessarily a top of the line free agent destination. So if you have to pay a little more for someone like Buda Baker to stick around and just be that young anchor on your defense, I think you do that. So I'm not against the contract. I just think that it was maybe surprising to see that he got to he got paid the highest safety in the league contract, but. You know, props to the Cardinals for keeping him around. Um, exactly. They do have a fairly good front office, in my opinion, and I think that this is definitely a good move. So hopefully Buda Baker can improve and maybe live up to that best safety in the league that they paid him for.
1: And they are definitely building like a good defense. Mm-hmm. When you have Chandler Jones rushing the passer and then Isaiah Simmons in the middle or can do anything, and that secondary, when you drafted him, um, the corner out of Washington last year with your first, yes. second-round pick, and then Patrick Peterson, and now you sign another Pro Bowl safety. I mean, yeah. they're not just an offensive team. A lot of people want to look at DeAndre Hopkins or what Kenyon Drake did last year for them, but I seriously think that the Cardinals are putting it together defensively.
0: Yeah, they're definitely improving. Um, the problem is with that division is most of those teams have good defenses. Oh, that's so. the
1: toughest division in the league, in my definitely. opinion.
0: Definitely. I would agree. Um, and I don't think Arizona's defense necessarily stacks up to a 49ers defense, a Seahawks defense, as mediocre as the Seahawks defense is. I mean, gang Jamal Adams helps with that. Um, but I don't think – even the Rams defense, you have Aaron Donald, you have Taylor Rapp, you have a young – yeah, the young safety and Taylor Rapp, you have Samson Ebicom, you have these guys there. Jalen Ramsey. Exactly. So just yeah. – I don't think... They're definitely probably still the worst defense in that division, but honestly, that's not saying much. That NFC West is going to be a ridiculous competition this year. Yeah. Alright, final story before we head into some fantasy. Here we got... <laughs> our boy Earl. Uh, Earl Thomas gets cut from the Ravens. Also a safety here. Formerly probably the best safety in the league four or five years ago. Um, Gets cut for... Conduct detrimental to the team You can't see it but I'm doing air quotes there Um, (laughs) Reportedly Earl Thomas got into a fight with uh, Defensive teammate Chuck Clark Um, That wasn't obviously The only incident that got him cut He missed a lot of practices and meetings And stuff throughout the year and just Was not well liked And a group of Ravens leaders Voted to have him cut from the team So kind of surprising To wake up to that news but also at the same Time not surprising
1: at all when I woke up, I was really surprised too, but even after all the practices, because superstars miss practices, just ask Allen Iverson. But um, Practice? I think this has more to do with the $10 million that they were supposed to give him. Mm-hmm. I don't really think they wanted to give him that money anymore, and I think that's the main reason why he left, but covering up with a quote-unquote fight is... Just shutting the media up a little bit is what that is. So. Oh, I mean, he,
0: Earl Thomas posts the video of him getting a fight exactly. with Chuck Clark, so it's not like it's a cover up. It did happen. That was, that was strange. He was like, I don't know. Watching that in, that Instagram thing where he sent out just looked like he was making a bunch of like lame excuses for what happened. I think he definitely, he's shown throughout the like his years in the NFL that he is a huge personality and. That's something you have to deal with, and surprisingly enough, the Ravens couldn't deal with it, which, I don't know, very surprising to me. I mean, they've dealt with Ray Lewis, Ed Reed over the years. Those are huge personalities, but I mean... I think when,
1: Earl Thomas is a little bit of a cancer, though. Like, yeah, you,
0: he can like, be a negative, for sure. You
1: start fingering your teammates when you're on <laughs> that stroller, and then you look to the opposing team and say, come get me. Yeah. What, I mean, I that's mean, an Antonio Brown thing.
0: It's hard, do. man. Earl Thomas, formerly my favorite player until this came out. I'm just disappointed in you, Earl. You have to get get back to my good graces here. I mean, I even have your jersey. What am I going to do with that now? Um, But moving on here, we'll just quickly go through maybe some of the teams you think that Earl Thomas could get signed by because I don't think there's any way he doesn't have a job, especially yeah. when coronavirus has kind of hit a lot of teams and it's just like... You'd rather take someone who you know has that veteran presence and knows how to run an NFL defense.
1: Totally. He's still totally. elite. Um, obviously, it's the Cowboys. I mean, I'm just going to throw that out the window. You can talk more about the Cowboys. <laughs> but the two teams that wouldn't surprise me, at first I thought the 49ers. But then I mm. thought, no, there's, there's too much money when they just signed Kittle. They just signed Armstead. They have Richard Sherman. Yeah. They're paying Garoppolo handsomely. There's, there's, bring Cam very... Chancellor
0: out of retirement and just recreate the Legion of Boom. Yeah. In the same division, just <laughs> farther south down the coast.
1: But a team that I would keep my eyes on a little bit would be the Packers. Mm-hmm. Just for me, you have Darnell Savage out of Maryland and pairing him up with him yeah. and Earl Thomas, and then Jair Alexander, who I think that is would an amazing be a corner. Secondary. And, yeah, and they have pass rushers now. I think their defense went from 0 to 100 <laughs> real quick last year. So <laughs> it's I like what they're doing in Green Bay. But, yeah, Dallas is probably the front.
0: Um, definitely, yeah, what you said about Dallas is 100% correct. Um, I mean, Earl wanted to go there a couple years ago. I'm sure he still wants to go there. Um, From what it's looked like, though, reports are saying that Dallas really has no interest. I mean, who knows if that's truth or not. But um, another team I just want to throw out there is the Patriots. I mean, they're just one of those teams that signs those problematic veterans and somehow makes them figure their stuff out and are able to actually have at least decent seasons. Uh, You look to, well, I mean, Antonio Brown, but then some stuff happened there. But, I mean, he was on track to have quite a good season. Yeah before his rape allegations. Um, But, I mean, the fact that, like, you can have people, like, you take Randy Moss, who's looking way on the downhill of his career, and just turn him into this freak receiver again. I mean, Belichick does something there, and I think that there's a definite chance that they sign Earl Thomas, especially with the fact that Patrick Chung has opted out. So they have a hole up up in the safety position that Earl Thomas could easily fill.
1: Him and Devin McCourty would be so scary.
0: It's true. Also, they have cap space because the Lions keep signing all their free agents. So, <laughs> they they do have the room to sign Earl Thomas.
1: Oh, Patricia. <laughs>
0: like, oh. All right, we'll maybe get into that another podcast closer to the season a little bit. But um, moving into the fantasy, kind of the bigger part of this podcast here, fantasy sports. Oh, oh, oh I man. love it. Love, love and hate relationship quick breakdown here i'm in a fantasy hockey league right now looking real good rolling in the first round clear first place and then i absolutely tanked and going now midway through the first round i am in eighth place so um thank you st louis for absolutely choking against vancouver there um anyways so just how i'm doing fantasy but i just like to say off the bat here i feel like we're both fairly good fantasy players we do pretty well in our leagues yeah. i've come first and second every year i've played fantasy mm-hmm. i mean not that it really matters but
1: i do auction and snake so yeah i'm familiar with i you. prefer snake than yeah, auction Yeah, me too, Auction's too complicated yeah.
0: <laughs> i do auction for hockey but Football, I prefer to just do snake. It's more fun that way, I find. I just... I don't know. I come at fantasy with more of a chill attitude. I feel like that definitely helps with your picks when you're not overanalyzing what you're doing. First piece of information here. Don't overthink what you're doing. Just go with what your gut tells you to do. Um, Definitely helps. I feel like it's definitely helped me. Um, As I said earlier in the podcast, lost by 0.1 point in the finals. Like... Very frustrating, but I think just going with the flow a little bit, if you see someone you like, get them, Um, especially in apps like the NFL Fantasy app where you can flag players, definitely flag players so that mm-hmm. you're not like scrambling when it's your turn to pick. You have like these players picked out in advance, and if they get picked, you know, oh, here's who's next. Um, Yeah. When Any quick my... tips for you?
1: Yeah, when I was in my first or second year in fantasy, I would immediately go to the stats from last year and a lot can change in a team in last year and you never know what's going to happen knock on wood an injury could happen or you have a backup that might be taking your place so don't look at the stats just go with your feeling Mm. and Look at the depth chart of each team. So, see, do they have a good defense so that offense can stay on the field longer? Or do they have weapons? Do they have enough weapons? Is this running back in specific going to be the only Mm -hmm. focal point of their offense? Because if that's the case, then he gets shut down and then your first-round running back looks stupid. So... (laughs)
0: Also something to look at is if like an old veteran leaves or gets traded or something and then there's that guy that needs to step up like if it was a big producer and then someone else is stepping into that role, that can be someone you can get in the later rounds totally, and still can be a huge producer for your team. Also, something I learned late in fantasy, quarterbacks don't matter. I'm pretty sure, like, the last... <laughs> like, the first couple years I did fantasy, I would draft quarterbacks in, like, the first round. Because, like, in your head, you have, like, quarterbacks is the most po- important position on the field. Yeah. But for some reason in fantasy, it's running backs, receivers, then quarterbacks, right? So make sure... You don't you draft running backs and wide receivers before you draft quarterbacks. Totally. Like I've don't made go that for mistake
1: Homes Mahomes in like the second round.
0: I definitely did that. Yeah. I've done that. I like, think I did that last year. <laughs> I mean, it worked out, but still, don't if do If You're it.
1: looking for a solid quarterback like I'll name a couple mm-hmm. like Russell Wilson this year or I'll Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. You can get those guys in the 4th, 5th, or 6th round, round for sure. So
0: Patrick Mahomes will probably go 3rd, I would say, but
1: beef up on your running backs and wide receivers. They too,
0: will like. get you the most points, for sure. Um, Last bit of strategy, unless you have anything to add, but what I want to say for my last piece here is your bench should be rookies primarily and young players. Totally. Because they have the most potential to, for some reason, injuries happen or if they just show out – they can make the most production but you can get them for cheap in the later rounds because most people won't be looking at them so take rookies man exactly i always do this it's always helpful i last year i got took miles sanders i think i picked him up in like week two because darius got injured So like he's young then he last couple weeks like 30 points a game right like 30 fantasy points a game that's great pickup huge pickup for me like those kind of guys you got to look for those rookies like a uh, terry McLaurin last year for example those young receivers young running backs who have a chance to make a big hit
1: and you're not gonna get like the lowest of the lows don't draft those in like <laughs> the last picks of mm-hmm. your draft because basically draft rookies like evan said and there's no risk at all they either shine bright or they completely bust but that doesn't matter so you can easily drop them pick it's someone up else off the waiver wire who is hot right now mm-hmm. like john ross the first couple of weeks yeah exactly he was going hot off the waiver wire so you can pick Brian, Brian Tannehill like later in the season as exactly. well exactly
0: um oh just quick point i know i said it was my last before but um as you were saying about the waiver wire use the waiver wire check in every week if someone's hot if you have injuries make sure you're looking at the waiver wire seeing who's available in your league that you can pick up to replace whoever's injured um i had this problem last year I was, like, very shallow at running back, so I was constantly flipping players. So uh, definitely make sure that you know the waiver wire. Make sure you're in it. Also, you know what? Spring for a few trades. Um, I tried to do that last year. didn't end up working out for me. No one would accept my trades, but always try to do trades. If someone's a sucker enough to take something, I mean, it's fine. I mean, I was trying to trade Baker Mayfield for, like, Tyler Lockett or something. <laughs> Just try it out, man. There's no harm in doing it. Yeah
1: they rarely work but when they do you look like a genius
0: exactly so always try trades all right um do you have anything else to say about fantasy no real quick all right um let's go in we'll start in the afc east with the buffalo bills um my pick for this kind of breakout player here is devin singletary i think the bulls have done a good job upgrading their offensive line over the offseason um Devin Singletary last year later in the season was a big part of that Bills offense. I still think he's going to be an underrated player, but I mean he finished the season with 775 yards with 5.1 yards per attempt which is actually quite good rushing so I think that he definitely could be, especially if they're trying to get away from the passing game a bit just because Josh Allen can be a bit inconsistent look for someone like Devin Singletary on those RPOs those quarterback kind of scrambles scramble toss kind of plays look for Devin Singletary there he's definitely I think going to put up numbers in Buffalo Buffalo has a great defense like Joseph was saying which will keep that Buffalo Bills offense on the field uh Devin Singletary didn't score many touchdowns last year but he definitely has the room to this year so I think that could be one of those players from the Bills definitely a breakout player in fantasy this year
1: agreed with everything you said, except he does not have room for touchdowns because my breakout player is going to be on the goal line getting those touchdowns, and that is Zach Moss, their third-round pick this year. is going to get 80, maybe, <laughs> yards a game, and then they're going to be on the 10-yard line, and then they're just going to boot it to Zach Moss because is going to be on the sideline. I love this guy. Aww. He is a rookie, and... Josh Allen usually runs it in himself when they're in the goal they line. They might
0: not want him to do that, just exactly. injury Exactly, so
1: that's why you have Zach Moss just going inside, and this is my breakout star. The touchdowns are going to add up, and then he's going to start to get more reps. I so. have to,
0: I honestly have to agree with you there. Um, I, weirdly enough, watched a lot of Utah football this season, and just watching Zach Moss run, I'm... Um, pretty sure he broke 2000 rushing yards this year in this football season like he is that downhill physical runner he makes people miss he runs people over like it's gonna be tough i think definitely devin singletary and zach moss but if devin singletary can keep up his production from last year i think he can keep zach moss to maybe that red zone or even just that kind of third down back kind of guy and i think devin singletary can be more of a presence um, especially if he can also get his passing stats up. He was very low in the passing game. But if he's worked on the passing game, hopefully he can incorporate that a bit and just become that kind of dual threat, Christian McCaffrey kind of a thing, Austin Eckler, those kind of players, and just be that dual threat and get you a lot of points of fantasy. Real
1: quick, how do you think Stephon Diggs is going to do? I just want your take on that one a I bit.
0: put Stephon Diggs. Stephon Diggs was initially my breakout player, but yeah. then I was like – I just, I honestly think that he will be a great player. Why? Because Josh Allen doesn't need to throw into tight windows with Stephon Diggs. Stephon Diggs is probably the best route runner in the league, and can it just gets himself open.
1: I'd argue Devonte Adams. But keep going. Go I mean,
0: it's close between them, but they're both those route runners. They can, they get space so nicely, and I think that that just bodes so well for Josh Allen. I mean, they are playing hard defenses, but then even if Stephon Diggs just, like, if they're playing the Patriots, Stephon Diggs can take that attention and he can dump it off to Cole Beasley, Dawson, Knox.
1: John Brown, exactly. Exactly. Those younger players. Everyone's going to say, like, he's going to get double teamed all the time. and He won't get the ball. That's BS. Cole Beasley is just going to run that flat route. If John (laughs) Brown's going to go deep, I think they're going to do a really good job of utilizing I think the
0: Bills offense is a little underrated, but... Uh, definitely, Stefan Diggs will be a key piece for them. I'm hopefully, I think he will break the thousand yards this season again. Potentially, yeah. And I definitely think he will have at least five touchdowns. He is just a key red zone weapon for that team. So you might even see them throw a bit more in that red zone. But we'll see how it goes. Moving on to the New York Jets. Um, my player here is Le'Veon Bell. Uh, kind of an obvious one. Um, I mean, again, with the Jets, Jets and Bills, both of them upgrade their offensive line. Mekki Becton comes in. They just definitely a huge guy. They have done a good job of picking up the offensive line there. Um, they're definitely going to be a better offense than last year. Hopefully, Sam Darnold is a bit more like stable as a player, which will help Le'Veon Bell be able to be that threat. Uh, last year, a lot of the time, they just ended up loading the box on the Jets because they knew that Sam Darnold couldn't do anything through the air, mm-hmm. which was detrimental to Le'Veon Bell's season, exactly. which resulted in him averaging only 3.2 yards per attempt and getting worked hard, like hot, tons of reps. But I think this year, with Sam Darnold hopefully being more consistent, hopefully playing more like he did in the Cowboys game in week three last year than yeah. he did in a lot of the other games. but um, So I think that Le'Veon Bell is a player to watch out for. I mean, I know it's a huge name, but I think just coming off that down year last year, he definitely has room to improve. And people, I think, have forgotten that he is a huge threat in the passing game. Yeah. Like, when he was with Pittsburgh, he was, like, their number two receiver pretty much behind Antonio Brown, so people kind of forget about that, and I think that could really be on the showcase this year if they run more of a Patriots style offense with that option for that dump-off to Le'Veon Bell, and he can just take it 50 yards for a touchdown or whatever.
1: Totally. And like you said before, he was the focal point, which I reiterated earlier in the draft, and then they don't have a very good defense, mm-hmm. so... When he's going to be the focal point, Sam Darnold's going to play action and he's going to hit Jamison Crowder, which is my pick. Breakout play. I mean, he showed signs of really good play last year, Um, specifically in the Thursday night football game against the Ravens. They got blown out, but I think Crowder had a huge game that game. And he's now the number one. Robbie Anderson's gone Mm -hmm. and they drafted Mims out of Baylor, but... I don't think he's, he's gonna hurt too. Yeah, so. exactly. So Crowder is basically the only one there, which could be either a good thing or a bad thing for him. But to me, Sam Darnold isn't still isn't gonna put up those big of numbers and I think Le'Veon Bell's gonna have a better year, but he's not gonna be in that mm-hmm. Pittsburgh ready form you have makai beckon giving sam Darnold somewhat more protection on his blind side so i think he's gonna look down the field for jamison crowder if you can pick him up as your fourth wide receiver mm-hmm. that'd be a pretty good pickup for your fantasy Definitely. team
0: yeah i would have to agree with that as well both of those are great picks by both of us there uh, um, <laughs> we're so good at this <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah jamison crowder he is that slot receiver but i think He has shown that he can get open. He can make those catches on the sideline there. Um, If you watch the games, uh, he's a great slot receiver coming up from Washington. He was good in Washington. He's good here. Definitely underrated, so I think you can get him in those later rounds. And, yeah, if he's that guy, if you put him in for an injury or a bye week kind of a player, he's definitely going to be useful on your roster. Um, Moving on to the New England Patriots here, I have Cam Newton, quarterback. Um, I mean how can you who could you who else could you choose on that team honestly
1: Superman is in like, the building Honestly like
0: you know Cam Newton can play at a high level he has an MVP award for crying out loud like yeah. he is just clearly the he has the most potential for a breakout season um I uh, I think that the Patriots will they will I think that they will switch up their offense or Cam and start running more quarterback draws which Cam excels at they have a good offensive line so they can run some more tricky plays, maybe some more Lamar Jackson kind of runs with Cam, except that Cam's a way bigger body than Lamar Jackson. Um, I think to look for him, huge in the running game, huge in the passing game, I mean, he has limited weapons at receiver, but again, you still have James White on that team, who's a reliable target out of the backfield there. Um, I mean, you have Julian Edelman, rock for Tom Brady for all those years, and Nikhil Harry has a huge upside, so, I mean, look for Cam to have at least a solid season, especially with Belichick as his coach and Josh McDaniels as his offensive coordinator.
1: Totally. So, Nikhil Harry, he's going to be deep down the field. I don't know about Cam's shoulder, if he can throw that far, so we'll see about that He's healthy. He's been off for,
0: like, two years.
1: I know, but those things last, and... I just love Julian Edelman with Cam Newton. He's my breakout star for this team. You pick him up as a number three wide receiver, I promise you you will be thanking me later, especially if you were in a PPR league. Bill Belichick is going to dump this ball down the field. He is going to take it five yards at a time. And every time he's going to hit Edelman or James White, you have a 50-50 shot. You take either of those guys, you are going to be in prime position. So
0: I mean, if Edelman puts up numbers, it means Cam's putting up numbers. So We're both, I both mean, putting up <laughs> numbers. <laughs> it is true. Uh, yes, ex- so those are two for the Patriots. All right, last team in the AFC East here before we move into the AFC North. We got the Miami Dolphins. My breakout player—it was honestly very hard to pick because of the just severe lack of talent on that Dolphins offense. That? But, uh, I mean, you can't choose someone like Devonte Parker because he had a great season last year. So you can't say he's a breakout player. I necessarily. was gonna oh, damn was Black- <laughs> Parker. I have
1: it's a change I mean, my pick now. That's okay. It's,
0: it's you could say he was a breakout player, but it's harder to say that when he has eleven hundred yards and whatever touchdowns. I think okay. seven. So. Okay it's hard to break out over that kind of threshold but i want to say here matt Breida coming over from san francisco a uh, speedy little boy um averaging again 5.1 yards per attempt 623 yards last year he's fast he will probably at least share the reps for starter if not be the starter in miami i mean other than Jordan Howard, but you don't want to play Jordan Howard every down. Matt is good in the passing game, too. I think that he can definitely, if Miami can figure something out, be one of those guys that you have as your third running back kind of a player, and he can get you some serious points.
1: Well, okay. (laughs) So I was going to say Devontae Parker, and then he was talking about Matt Breida, and I'm like, no, I think Jordan Howard's going to be that starter. And then I was like, well, who's their quarterback? he's a rookie and he then, is a rookie and then i was to like a of, who's a rookie's best friend the tight end position and i'm telling you if you pick this guy as a backup mike gasecki is the biggest sleeper of this draft you draft him. biggest
0: sleeper of this draft i'm telling there's you. not a bigger sleeper mike on Gusecki. any other team mike gasecki all right their
1: tight end I think he's gonna be bawling out. Tua's gonna love him because he's gotta give that shoulder a little rest. Okay? Devontae is gonna be what Devontae Parker is. I was True. gonna pick him, but Mike Gasecki, I just I love him.
0: Uh I agree with you. I just feel like he's shown that he is quite an average player through his first two seasons. He hasn't really flashed that star quality quite yet, so yeah, I could be hesitant. Last
1: season. That's
0: true. He has been a weapon in the red zone. I feel like Miami ran a lot of gimmick plays in the red zone just because they didn't care, Mm -hmm. which could have inflated his tight end numbers. Not saying it's a bad pick. I did almost go with him, but I think there's also... It's a high-risk, high-reward scenario in that case, in my opinion. Just put him on
1: your bench as a number two tight end. It's true. It is one of those guys. See what happens. Just see what happens.
0: All right, moving into the AFC North, we have the Baltimore Ravens. My pick here is J.K. Dobbins, rookie out of Ohio State. Uh, coming out of Ohio State with 2,003 yards, our birth year, and 21 touchdowns. I mean, I think the production speaks for itself that you at least have to give this kid a chance. He might turn out to be nothing, but I feel like he can definitely outplay Mark Ingram for that starting spot there. And he has a higher upside than Mark Ingram. And I think he he's worked on his passing game he started catching way more balls in that last season at Ohio State, and I think that he can just be become that number one running back for this Baltimore Ravens team and get you a lot of freaking points.
1: Can I say Mark Ingram for my pick? Sure. I, okay. <laughs> I don't care, man. If you don't agree, you don't oh, agree. I love Mark Ingram. I love what he did. Oh, I love team. Mark Ingram, too. And that chemistry still... with Lamar, you can't deny that. He just went to a whole another level I mean he was good when he had another back with him and Kamara but when he showed up to Baltimore he just went off both in the passing game and the running game so I don't see how Dobbins can get that much because Gus Edwards last year was the backup and he had a pretty good year two years ago Mark Ingram comes in now, and we don't even know who Gus Edwards is anymore. So I think... Gus the bus. I love the draft pick of J.K. Dobbins. I really Mm. do. But I still think Mark Ingram... But
0: if the Saints are any proof here, you can see that Mark Ingram is... Our teams are very happy to have Mark Ingram and another player as that kind of two-man backfield. I think even if that happens and another Saints scenario two years ago comes out, I mean still both getting a thousand plus scrimmage yards so really I feel like even either player you draft here is quite high upside for you um true also I just want to say Gus the bus still stands <laughs> love that man <laughs> don't disrespect Gus the bus man. Also, you can still be Lamar Jackson's hype man from the sidelines.
1: That's okay. <laughs> nah. Lamar Jackson is the number two running back, not J.K. Dobbins. He's the number three. we we'll That's see why about it's different that. from New Orleans than from We'll Baltimore.
0: see about that. You're, not, you're saying Drew Brees can't run the ball? <laughs> Did you see that play against the Falcons, that spin oh, move? Oh, my God.
1: Oh, I thought he threw a hit
0: Broke <laughs> two defenders, bro, into the end zone for the game-winning touchdown. We're getting a little off track here. Uh, moving on from the Ravens to the... Cleveland Browns I have classic OBJ Odell Beckham Jr uh he did actually statistically have a pretty good season but if you really crack down the numbers his yards per game were down 20 from every other season yeah he did not have touchdowns he had the catching he had the receiving yards but I mean yards per game down by 20 from 80 something to 60 something Like, that's a lot of yards that are missing from a typical OBJ season. So, he just, he has a lot of room to grow. People will be down on him this year, so you can get him in the later rounds. And I think he can just, I mean, you know he has the talent. I mean, and he can easily break out and be that number one receiver for your fantasy team and for the Cleveland Browns. Clearly, you're down on Odell Beckham Jr.
1: No, I'm I'm very high on Odell. I'm just... I don't want to receive all the hate I'm about to say for this next pick. But my breakout star is Baker Mayfield. I, totally I don't hate it. I'm going to re- be honest. I don't you hate it. pick him up as a bench player later in the rounds, i take him over Ben Roethlisberger this year.
0: I have a problem with Baker Mayfield. I just want to throw it on the table. I took him as my bench quarterback last season, and he completely pooped himself. Mm-hmm. So – I don't know if I can trust Baker again.
1: I know, but (laughs) last year he was ranked ranked way too high. I knew that going into the draft, but this year, two words for you, Kevin Stefanski. I love this new head coach that they put in, and if you look at the Vikings last year, they used Dalvin Cook a little bit more than Kirk Cousins just because Mike Zimmer is there, and he Mm -hmm. tells his offensive Mm -hmm. coordinators, run the ball more. Now you're going to see Baker. He has... A two-headed monster at running back. A two-headed monster at tight end. A two-headed monster at wide receiver. And he has protection with Jonah Williams as that 10th overall pick. Mm -hmm. Baker's going to get more protection, which is huge because last year they were either giving him sacks or they were getting holding penalties, which really kills them. Or
0: just Baker has defenders in his face constantly.
1: That defense, Miles Garrett has that money. Grant L. Pitt. I know he's out for the year, which is terrible. That actually sucks, that sucks. man.
0: I love Grant Elbit.
1: Denzel Ward is arguably a top five cornerback. Greedy in the Williams league. on the other exactly. side there. Exactly. So I just. Baker has everything around him. There should be no excuse Mm -hmm. for why he doesn't do absolutely amazing this year.
0: Definitely. Uh, The Browns should hopefully be better than last year. I mean, they're also not the most hyped-up team, so they can go a little more under the radar and not be the focal point. Definitely think they have a more competent head coach than last year. I was never 100% uh, with Freddie Kitchens there. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we'll see what the Browns do. Hopefully they can, both of these players, become breakout stars. All right, moving on to the Cincinnati Bengals. I mean, I have pretty much the most obvious pick here, A.J. Green. The only reason it can be a breakout season is because he's coming off an injury, right? Like, I mean, A.J. Green's produced every year of his career, and it's just the fact that he's coming off an injury that you can even call his next season a breakout season. So, I mean, I like, if you look at every other season, A.J. Green's produced. So I just think that he'll definitely produce this year. I mean... Joe Burrow will be looking to go downfield. A.J. Green's physical. He can make those contested catches. He's a good route runner, and I think yeah. he'll just be that good veteran receiver that pairs really well with Joe Burrow.
1: Yeah, so the other offensive beast on this team is Joe Mixon, but that's not my pick. No, I, I looked at it. I, like, I don't really like Joe Mixon this year. I would try and stay away from him. He's definitely yeah. not a first-round pick. Did Injury not. concerns. Yes.
0: He's a very He gets injured a lot.
1: In that first I mean oh I said Jonah Williams earlier about the Browns. It's actually Jedrick Wells. Jonah Williams plays for the Bengals. <laughs> that is my bad people.
0: Good so, thing you caught it.
1: Yeah. Um Jonah
0: my... Williams is coming back this year for the Bengals yes, though. After exactly. a torn pectoral, I believe, so he will be back. This year
1: it is gonna be another wide receiver because they have no one at tight end. And I don't know if I'm in love with Burroughs yet. I have to see. I am. Tyler Boyd. Is actually True. my pick this year. John Ross, inconsistent. I don't know. T. Higgins, I don't think Question there's going to be a spot for him at all. So I think Tyler I Boyd. I never liked T. Higgins, Yeah, to be either. honest. <laughs> Tyler Boyd is my pick. I don't know the whole health situation with A.J. Green. And Joe Burrows doesn't like to go down the field. He likes to play in a systematic um, offense where he's checking it down. Does 10 he? 10 yards down the field. Yes. Mm -hmm. If you watch those LSU games, Justin Jefferson was not going down the field that often. What? (laughs) I'm serious. What? (laughs) Bro. All
0: their touchdowns are just like, bomb, bomb. Clyde Edsward to up the middle. Bomb, bomb. No. No. Did you watch... Did you watch the Alabama game where he, like, slipped through a sack, like, ran, like, 20 yards back, and then circles that back? That is college
1: football, and that's Alabama versus LSU. Of course, it's going to be high scoring. That Man, a- <laughs> he still – he has
0: the talent here. And
1: Tyler Boyd can go downfield. No disrespect to you, Tyler, but I think that's my breakout. Sorry, I just prefer him a little bit more for AJ Green.
0: <laughs> it's true. He is younger. Um, Tyler Boyd, just want to say, every Madden fantasy – or, like – the be the GM or whatever on Madden uh, 20. Always Tyler Boyd got the X factor by the end of the season. So Madden <laughs> likes him. We'll see what he does. Uh, next, last team in the AFC North here, the Pittsburgh Steelers. My breakout player. Joseph, this is your team. Yeah. Why don't you start us off here? <sighs>
1: That's so tough. I, I honestly don't know. I don't know about Ben. I'm not in love with Ben. I've not been in love with Ben the last three years. James Conner is too injury prone, and we don't know how to use fucking backup running backs. It pisses me off. Piss jugs. (laughs) Eric Ebron. Nobody is talking about Eric Ebron. I love this guy. He's going to be in the red zone. He's going to be scoring touchdowns. And we were terrible in the red zone last year. We were lucky. also just all over the field. We were lucky if we got more than seven points on the board in an entire game. It was terrible, but Eric Ebron is going to be that Heath Miller that we've been missing all these years. That's, I mean, two years ago, he led the league in touchdown passes, passing touchdowns or catching for whatever. Red
0: zone threat. He was that cold season a couple of years ago was an incredible season. Um, Can't lie. I agree with that. That is a good pick there. Um, For me, though, it's another rookie here, Chase Claypool out of Notre Dame. Um, Picked up his production in the last season for Notre Dame. 66 catches for 1,037 yards and 13 touchdowns. Um, Canadian boy, so (laughs) have to rep that home home country here a little bit. But, uh, you know, I just think that with Juju being that number one receiver again um i think he just has he almost can be that number two um i think james washington is slotted there now but i think you can easily replace james washington so i think chase claypool can be slotted in he'll definitely at least start i feel like he'll start in the slot for this team he is a smaller receiver but he's quick he has hands and i think that he can be that number two guy so a little bit lower in the draft maybe your third or fourth receiver here but I think he can put up points
1: for you I'm not dissing Chase Claypool because I love him and I love the pick in the draft but I don't think it's going to be a runaway for that number two spot I think James Washington's had a really good year last year and in the second half of the season I'll say it, he was our best offensive player which mm-hmm. I know isn't saying much but but <laughs> it's really not. Still, he was still catching a 50-yard pass every game. Mm-hmm. So, I think he still has vast potential. And you still have Deontay Johnson who is more going to be your special teams this year. Mm-hmm. But him in the slot. And Juju can play in the slot now this year. He was terrible outside. So, you have two deep threats in Claypool and Washington. I the Steelers might put it together, might not. We'll see. That yeah. defense is gonna be there. So it's
0: true. My point is though that just I don't think James Washington is a hundred percent cemented into that number two role. Mm-hmm. And I think if Chase Play Claypool comes out in the first couple weeks or in training camp that he can definitely fill that role instead of James Washington. I just I'm saying it's a competition for sure. Yeah. All right. S- second last division here in the afc we have the afc west and we start off with the super bowl champion kansas city chiefs joseph who do you have here
1: it's tough it they is have, tough they have so many weapons they do i see you got. <laughs> i see your board you got clyde over there but yeah <laughs> let's just both go clyde and move on
0: we choose clyde edwards allaire uh rookie out of lsu teammates with Joe Burrow on that National Championship winning team. 1,400 yards, 16 TDs, but uh, another little standout here is the 453 reception yards. He's shown that he's a consistent pass catching back as well, and I think that like just fits into that Kansas City offense so well, and with Damian Willi- Williams being gone, oh my God. <laughs> he has that first, he has that pretty much penciled in for that first running back so definitely the problem is though Clyde Edwards-Alaire has the hype and he will go high probably higher than he should go yeah so he will be a breakout player but I almost recommend to steer clear of this breakout player and let someone overpick him in like as like the fourth running back on the board
1: and unless his name is Tyree Kill please stay away from Kansas City wide receivers that is all I ask of you guys (laughs) because one day you have sammy watkins against the jaguars going for 150 yards and a touchdown or two touchdowns and then you have the next day where it's mitchell robinson just going off and then you have mccall hardman it's so deep you can't really pick who's going to be that consistent number two it changes on the daily mm-hmm. so unless his name is Tyreek kill don't do it
0: it's true all right moving on to the next team the las vegas raiders I almost said oakland there but I've got Henry Ruggs, another rookie. I know I have a lot of rookies, but, I mean, rookies have the most potential for breakouts because they've never played in the NFL. Um, Henry Ruggs, not the most yards. um, Seven touchdowns, 746 yards. So not, like, incredible stats out of Alabama. He definitely surprised some people there, but I think the main factor, one, there's not really another receiver besides Darren Waller in Oakland or Las Vegas, but... Henry Ruggs, the other thing is just his incredible speed. And you know John Gruden wants to go down the field with that ball. So I think that Henry Ruggs can have a huge season just being that deep pass catcher for this Las Vegas Raiders team. I keep doing it. My apologies.
1: When has... Whenever in his entire career has Chucky ever wanted to throw the ball down the field? What he wants to do is run that ball to their lead back... My breakout star. I drafted him last year. He did wonders for me. Josh Jacobs. I'm telling you, everyone is sleeping on this guy. They want to go after Clyde. They want to go after Miles Sanders for whatever reason. Makes no sense to me. But Josh Jacobs, he should be your number two running back. But you could pick him up as a number three running back potentially. It's true. I mean, he just he w- he should have won Offensive Rookie he of the Year for have. me. I agree. With Definitely. That. And he just had red zone touchdowns. He could catch on the backfield Mm -hmm. when he wanted to. He... I mean, Derek Carr can only do so much. He can throw to his tight end. He can make his tight ends look amazing. You had Jared Cook doing it for a couple years, and now you have Darren Waller this last year. I don't know if he can throw the ball down the field to Ruggs. Just that speed. And he's going to get double-teamed. They don't have another wide receiver. They have, what, Nelson Aguilar is going to drop the ball all the time? So... I think Josh Jacobs is your pick when you're looking at the Vegas Raiders.
0: All right. Um, I still think Henry Ruggs. You know what? John Gruden wants to throw the ball down the field this year just to prove to everyone that Derek Carr is still a competent quarterback. But we'll move on to the Los Angeles Chargers. My oh. breakout star here, Austin Eckler. Uh, 1,400 all-purpose yards, 557 rushing yards, uh, 993 receptions. 11 touchdowns um, I definitely think that he can crack that 2000 all-purpose yard Uh record this year the chargers have a good offense. They have weapons their offensive line is questionable For sure, but I think that austin eckler finally has this backfield to himself No melvin gordon coming in after four games after his holdout and taking his thunder a little bit But I think that definitely austin eckler will be just have an even better season than he did last year, and hopefully he can keep up those receiving yards, but then just like bring up those rushing yards for the Chargers here.
1: Great defense,
0: especially without defense. having a legitimate quarterback here. What?
1: <laughs> great defense. Okay, they have a great defense. They drafted. Oh, what the hell is Justin the Herbert? Kenneth Murray. Oh, Kenneth. Kenneth Murray. Murray. Chris Harris Jr. They signed. They still have those guys on the outside in Bosa and Ingram, all right? They're getting back Derwin James. Elite defense. They have weapons. They have a guy who can catch out of the backfield, like he said. They have two elite wide receivers in Williams and Allen. They have a reliable tight end. It's obviously Justin Herbert here. You, have, The breakout star will be Justin Herbert. He's I,
0: not even going to play all 16 games. Ex- did
1: Baker play all 16 games two years ago when he broke the passing touchdown record? Exactly, Tyrod Taylor is gonna play the first two games. He's gonna do mediocre at best, and then Justin Herbert is gonna be on that waiver wire, and he's gonna be the best rookie quarterback in this class. He's gonna be the best rookie quarterback for the year. I'm telling you, Herbert has everything that Tua doesn't have, that Burroughs doesn't have. They have. He has protection. He has a tight end that is so reliable. Protection. I mean, not as he has more protection than Joe Burroughs and. The Miami Dolphins filled their guys up with rookies. That's so true. Miami you Dolphins are bad. So I think Herbert is going to do wonders this year. <laughs> he is going to be the best. You laugh now, but he's going to be the best rookie quarterback. He's going to beat, bro. He gonna, he's going to beat. I'm telling you. He's gonna I beat don't two. even
0: think you're wrong. I just think it's funny how engaged you are yeah no uh if you watched hard knocks at all you can see he is quite the accurate quarterback um definitely in that running for offensive rookie of the year there um next up last team in the afc west we got the denver broncos i chose melvin gordon i'm not 100 percent sure of this pick but you know melvin gordon he's shown it two years ago he had an incredible season with uh the los angeles chargers only 612 yards and eight touchdowns last year which isn't horrible but you know he can just like achieve a whole other level so i think look for him to maybe eclipse and go back to what he was a couple years ago i definitely think philip philip lindsey is a factor here but i also think that as much as it sucks for Philip Lindsay, the Broncos like to overlook him and yeah. start other players over Philip Lindsay, like so it's just I think that Melvin Gordon will get a shot over Philip Lindsay on the Denver Broncos because for some reason the Denver Broncos just shove Philip Lindsay down the
1: death chart for no reason, even yeah. though he produces. Yeah. I agree with you that <laughs> Gordon's the number one, but can I just say the entire team? For the Denver Broncos, just the entire team.
0: Drew Locke,
1: offensively, I, I, you, Drew Locke is gonna be a great pickup if you pick him up off the waiver wire. If he's not already taken in the draft, I'm telling you, they have weapons, weapons. Now I'm not, I'm not talking about just weapon. weapons. Weapons, weapons. They have an unproven tight end specifically Mm -hmm. that is a definite Noah Fan Noah Fan if you looked at him in Iowa he was a speedster Mm -hmm. and he had a shit year last year and I think he's gonna be bounced back ready they have the best route runner in the draft in Jerry Judy I love that pick the fact that he went that low in the draft boggles my mind incredible yeah Cortland Sutton, I said two years ago was going to be a breakout star. He was last year, and he's still flying under yeah, the he radar. Can, he can even go higher than he did last year. Exactly. And they drafted a second round wide receiver as well. And then you look at that defense Bradley Chubb's coming back. Vaughn Miller's still going to be on the outside. And they still have quite a good secondary when you have Justin Simmons on that franchise tag and then you traded for AJ Boyer, who I still think is an elite corner mm. I just I love the entire Broncos <laughs> team I... <laughs> they are going to stand out and that is your diamond in the rough
0: I think, okay, I want to say I agree 100% with Noah Fant I loved him coming out of Iowa last year I think he suffered from a bit of the yips last year, I think he got really nervous and it kind of showed. When you watch even that preseason game, that first preseason game, that Hall of Fame game, you could just see right off the bat he was incredibly nervous, dropping passes, and I think he'll have that comfort level. He'll know the offense this year, um, and I think he'll have that breakout season. I agree with that. Not as high on Drew Locke, not as high on A.J. Bouye as you are, but you know, we all have our opinions, man. It's okay. Um, I just think Drew Locke, I'm not, I, I think it could go either way. I just think that you have not seen enough of him for the hype he's getting. Five games started is not enough to say whether a player is great or not. Just look at Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah.
1: I, I just mean, like to point that He has all the in. weapons around him, and if he knows how to play it's true. the system. He's got John Elway whispering in his ear. He's fine. He's totally fine.
0: I don't, yeah, exactly. I don't. Exact I just think you don't know, so that's why I'm not as high on him. I don't think he's gonna be bad. I just don't I think he's a more of a question mark than a proven gonna be a great player next year. Alright, moving to the Tennessee Titans, we have for me, I have Ryan Tannehill. Um I think it's a breakout year because this time he has that full season. He's not having to kick Marcus Mariota out of Tennessee this time. So I think that I he can just improve I think that, well, hopefully, I don't know, for Derrick Henry's sake, I hope they run Derrick Henry less, because I don't want to see him get injured. I'm so scared of that. I don't want him to be the next Earl Campbell of that franchise, and just not be able to walk when he's done his career, so I really just hope that they build more on the passing game. I think that A.J. Brown is an incredible receiver, and I think that Ryan Tannehill, if he's able to use A.J. Brown... They've got good young tight ends now. They have some young receivers. So I think that this is the year for them.
1: Exactly. How is it not A.J. Brown? Like, the fact <laughs> that he is ranked 24 on my wide receiver treat here is pissing me off. You got guys <laughs> like DJ Moore ahead of him. Are you serious? Okay, I get that. Debo Samuel and Brandon Cooks. Are you kidding me? Brandon Cooks. Exactly. A.J. Brown is an 1,000 yard receiver. And definitely. he has so much potential to be a number one. He was runner up for offensive rookie of the yeah, year. Yeah, definitely it, third for sure. Potentially second, but we're not gonna get into <laughs> yeah. last year. I just, I just love AJ Brown. If you can pick him up as a number three wide receiver, yeah. that would be even a number for two team. Even a number two, but you can pick him up yeah. as a number three and just have your team completely stacked. I mean, he proved it last year. He's going to play action with Ryan Tannehill because everyone expects Derrick Henry to get the ball. So A.J. Brown is just going to go deep and he's going to catch everything. I promise you that.
0: I just want to say, you knew A.J. Brown and DK Metcalf were going to be stars when you see that picture of them just absolutely jacked in the <laughs> gym. Like from that moment on, you're just like, oh, the NFL's done. They're going to be stars. Yeah. All right, next team. We got the Indianapolis Colts. My pick here coming off injuries last year is. Paris Campbell um, he only had like 120 something yards and one touchdown but the key here is potential he no one will be thinking of him i no. loved him last year coming out of the draft and that's why he's on my radar is just cuz i pay that much attention but if you're in a league with people who don't pay quite as much attention as someone like Mir Joseph they might not even know who this is and his upside is incredible. like he just he is a good receiver he is out of Ohio State and you know Ohio State receivers are consistent so I think you can get him late round he's going to be a great bench player for you I think and even can prove himself to start on your fantasy team because he is like probably the best receiver or will has the chance to be the best receiver on that Colts offense besides T.Y. Hilton
1: he'll be that number two guy probably. Pittman's going to be that number two guy. I seriously think that. I don't. Phillip Rivers is done for me. I'm sorry, but yeah. he's had a good run, but he's done. And he's only going to pick a few specific targets. When you have a huge beast like Pittman, he's going to hit him. T.Y. Hilton is a veteran presence. I love Paris Campbell. I think he was way overlooked in last year's draft. Mm-hmm. Just because D.K. Metcalf and A.J. Brown well, were Well, D.K. Taking...
0: Metcalf was also overlooked, so... <laughs> well,
1: exactly, but I think Paris Campbell just does it for me. But it's clearly yeah the Offensive Rookie of the Year... Jonathan Taylor, trust me, I mean, yeah, right? His name's Jonathan Taylor? Yes, it is. Totally. (laughs) Out of Wisconsin. (laughs) You looked at me funny. I was like, "Uh uh-oh, I screwed up his name. No,
0: I thought you were just going as Michael Pittman for your breakout candidate, and then you just just took a cut and went Jonathan Taylor.
1: I mean, I agree with you. He's going to be taken in a high round. Mm -hmm, That's the thing. You'll be lucky if you take him as a number two running back. Mm -hmm. I mean. Honorable mention, though, Marlon
0: Mack, same backfield. Puts up can put up numbers and you can get them lower in the draft um, Yeah. problem is I feel like it'll be quite a shared backfield there between Marlon Mack and uh, Jonathan Taylor but I think both of them have good fantasy numbers or the chance to have that I think there's a lot of potential for high fantasy numbers yeah. on this Colts team depending on how the season goes
1: well depending on how Phillip Rivers plays for yes, sure that's
0: true if Phillip Rivers throws every other pass to the defense then we have a problem no. yeah
1: totally righty
0: all right two more teams in the AFC here we have the Jacksonville Jaguars up next who is your sleeper
1: <sighs> DJ Chark. he had a thousand yard a- an season. incredible season he he was amazing and he's getting overlooked like why are you putting Brandon Cooks ahead of him I'm sorry uh, it's true.
0: Why are you putting DK Metcalf ahead of him? I'm sorry. I'm a Seahawks fan. And really? I don't agree with that. But DJ I, Chark has more experience. Is all. Exactly. That's why he should be ahead of DK Metcalf.
1: I know. And he's the clear number one there with mm-hmm. D.D. Westbrook as a number two. Can Minshew get him the ball, and can Leonard Fournette open up that passing no. game? No. <laughs> no, but – and they don't have a good defense, so if you're a Jaguars fan, just – cheer for dj Chark!
0: oh man i was looking at this roster and i was like dj Chark, definitely that clear cut breakout player yeah. um great season last year and i just i went for a little bit of a more underrated player here great talent um kind of been injured is the problem and i think that's why i, ch- I chose tyler eifert here tight end for the jaguars he's going to be that number one tight end they don't really have a good tight end room there um Gardner Minshew if the Jacksonville offensive line is what it is last year we'll be getting that ball out quick and that's why I think Tyler Eifert can put up numbers um, he finally played a full season in Cincinnati last year which is good news and I think that he has shown in the games that he's played a lot of the time that he can be that just star tight end so I think that he could be that third, second third tight end on your roster there and be a great player for you Yeah, if you keep three tight
1: ends it's going to be tough for Jaguars for the next couple oh, of years. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Oh. This is the time, though, this year to prove that Garner Minshew is actually your franchise quarterback. or Definitely. If you just need to tank the season and pick up Trevor Lawrence, which you <laughs> could very well do. And it
0: starts with those receivers, Tyler Eifert, DJ Chark, those guys. If... They have big seasons. I think it'll show that Gardner Minshew is that franchise quarterback. Uh,
1: how many times can you take Tyler Eifert getting hurt every single season? Well, that's sentence? why I said is he finally yeah. played a full season. Yeah.
0: But, of course, there is the injury issues, and that's why he will be overlooked, and you can maybe get him. It's like the last pick in the draft for you or something. All right, final team for the AFC. This is a long podcast for us, but, you know, we're giving you some good advice here. Um. Exactly we're moving on final team here the houston texans i have kenny stills um he definitely flashed in that texans offense last year had some great games um 561 yards four tds very average but with the absence of uh, deandre hopkins he will be that number one receiver especially because will fuller is just chronically injured kenny stills will be the focal point there um so i think he will probably at least double his numbers is my prediction here which is huge
1: i don't want to say this name but i'm gonna say this name (laughs) i don't trust him at all (laughs) but i don't trust anyone on the texans like except for the Watson. exactly but (laughs) david johnson I, oh, uh, I almost chose him, too. I know how you feel, man. It, I was I'm, like, please, just find someone else. Like, I'm torn because ah. he somewhat has an offensive line with Laramie Tunsil now. But will Deshaun hit him out of the backfield? Mm. Will, like, I just, I just hate their Look head Look on coach. the bright
0: side here. Look on the bright side. So you think David. Kenny
1: Stills is going to be better than Brandon Cooks, though? Yes. Okay. Brandon Cooks oh, is also yeah.
0: chronically injured. He's mm-hmm. dealt with concussions. He almost retired last year. Like, yeah, I agree. I just don't think that. But with looking at David Johnson here, again, Bill oh, O'Brien's man. very questionable general manager. I That's mean, a
1: nice response. <laughs>
0: <man>. <laughs> very questionable. But David Johnson, if you look on the bright side, he will be low in the draft. And I would say he probably has one of the highest upsides of any running back in the league right now judging on where he will be drafted like david johnson unless you have that one weird guy who's just like david johnson and just jumps the gun and drafts him in like the third round for some reason which i could see definitely happening because of his prior years but if you're like you can get him in low rounds most likely and he will be like he has upside like if you look at those years the year the cardinals went to the conference finals against the Packers. There was a great season for David Johnson. He's a pass catcher. He's a good running back. Like, he is an all-around player when he's at his best. Who knows if he can get to that this year, but there's that potential, and I think that is why he can be a breakout player.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: All right. Finally, we're in the NFC. Oh, (laughs) the goodies.
1: Oh, we're starting with the Cowboys? We're starting
0: with the nfc east and the dallas cowboys um i went with someone who i had on my fantasy team last year and loved him would pick him up again michael gallup uh 1100 yards six tds um the problem here is he some games well he was injured for part of the season and some games he just disappeared which is a problem but i mean you're lining up with amari cooper cd lamb i mean like you just you have the chance to have huge production here, and I think that Michael Gallup can step up to the plate and get that production and if and have an equal, if not better, season than he did last year.
1: Oh, I have to disagree with you. I'm so sorry. I love you, but I have to disagree with you. I mean, CeeDee Lamb's clearly the number two. Mm. No, I'm, I'm going to say it right no. now. The best wide receiver in the draft went that low. He's clearly the number two there. No. Okay. <laughs> Elliot is going to get so many touches. But my breakout star is Amari Cooper. It has to be Amari Cooper. He went off last year like he always does. And he's Dak's favorite target. And Dak is looking to get that bread. How does he look good? He hits his favorite target, Amari Cooper. He doesn't have as much chemistry as Michael Gallup. No chemistry with CeeDee Lamb whatsoever. I think CeeDee Lamb... His talents were kind of wasted when he drafted against with Dallas. just yeah. because he's not gonna get the ball as much as he should. No, but they're building him up. The number one.
0: They probably don't want. I don't know. I mean, maybe they they're signed Amari to trade. Cooper, yeah. so
1: I don't know what they what doing? they were thinking there.
0: I mean, that maybe they're just trying to play like three receiver sets the whole game.
1: Yeah, because they really don't have a good tight end. They all, don't. So That's true. They t- I was tight like, I should
0: put a tight end as my breakout <laughs> player, and I was looking through, and I was like, do I? <sighs> Blake Jarwin, man, but is hit, their starting tight end.
1: Cooper, even though I hate Dak Prescott. He had a really good <sighs> year last year, which I can't deny. The numbers can't. Will lie. he perform under pressure, though? I think Mike McCarthy will help him in such a way that is better than just clapping on the <laughs> side. Lines. Let's go, guys! <laughs> nice job. <laughs> Interception. Oh, <God.
0: laughs> Let's get better, guys. Exactly. So I think Mike it's true. McCarthy... Mike McCarthy is better than Jason Garrett. All right. Speaking of Jason Garrett, we have the New York Giants up next here. Um, they have a new head coach, pretty much a whole new coaching staff here. Joe Judge, uh, Jason Garrett, like I said, um, and that's why, who knows? I don't trust Jason Garrett, but I also think that Evan Ingram, as long as he can stay healthy, will be the best player on that Giants offense. Barring maybe Daniel Jones and I guess Saquon Barkley, but best rec- he is the best receiver on that Giants team. He is better than Sterling Shepard, and I don't think anyone can convince me otherwise of that. Because... I can
1: convince you otherwise, Evan, because it's neither Sterling Shepard or Evan Ingram. It is Darius Slayton. You pick this—I'm telling you right now—you pick this guy up as a number five wide receiver. <laughs> I'm telling you. No, I'm serious when I say. Darius Slayton, the connection he had with Danny Dimes last year was, I saw flashes of some great things. No, I'm serious. I'm serious. I think Jason Garrett is going to run the ball way more with Barkley, which is going to be a plus. It's going to open up the up and stop laughing. No, Darius Slayton is my guy. He's going to be the number one wide receiver. He's going to have a thousand yard catching. He'll have eight touchdowns. He will get you points. I'm not sure if Daniel Jones is actually going to be a good quarterback. Potentially. He can potentially be. I mean, Eli Manning got them
0: two two Super Bowls, so. Yeah.
1: (laughs) I mean, we'll see what Danny Dimes has in store, but I'm telling you, Darius Slayton is the clear runner-up for the best He's gonna be behind Saquon for the best offensive player. Uh, no, Evan Ingram's team.
0: still better than him at this point. He's I good, just, I just but... laugh at the fact that you sound like a used car salesman in like a commercial in <laughs> every one of these breakout player <laughs> things. I just think it's hilarious. Uh, Washington football team. Uh, we'll move on here. Uh, who else can you pick than Scary Terry?
1: I'm picking the Washington defense. This is going to be a scary, scary defense. This reminds me true. of the 49ers defense last year.
0: I didn't know if we were allowed to pick defenses, so I stayed away from defenses. <laughs> well,
1: I can't pick anyone else for Washington because I don't trust him. I know you see, I see you have Terry McLaren with Scary
0: Terry. I Who else could Ma- you pick on offense than Scary Terry? Then. I,
1: I know, but he was so inconsistent because he kept getting doubled, and Dwayne Hanskins can't throw a football to save his life last year, so we'll see who Alex Ron's Smith offense.
0: is coming back. I highly doubt that, so
1: I'm going to stay with Washington's defense. Chase Young, Mm -hmm. they have um, a good
0: D-line, like one of the best. Ryan Kerrigan.
1: They have De'Aaron Payne, which I love coming out of Alabama. And I just think Chase Young is such a presence that he's going to mm-hmm. get you a lot of sacks. Clearly the runner-up for Defensive Rookie of the Year. So. Can I just
0: choose defense for all the bad teams? Like, all the teams with a bad offense just because there's their, their defense is probably just going to outperform their offense always? Like, <laughs> it's it's just lots of teams, man. Um, All right moving on to the eagles here you're not gonna like my pick but i do have miles sanders hear me out hear me out he was on my fantasy team end of the season getting me those 30 point games i think that i don't think he's going to be the best running back and i think that people will draft him way higher than he should be drafted but as a flex player where he was on my team last year as a flex player i think he is a great pickup there or a bench running back but that he can get you points. The Eagles offense, Doug Peterson, I trust. Like, I think that Miles Sanders, he can catch, he can run. He needs to up his touchdown percentage here. Um, There's not really any other running backs on the Eagles roster here, unless you want like Boston Scott, where he can do a slow motion spin move. But it's like, that was more just like a funny story than an actual like, great player there. And I think that They've upgraded their defense. They've upgraded their receiver core, and I think that Miles Sanders is set to have a good season. As much as you disagree with that,
1: <laughs> I, I just, I just don't think he's lived up to all the hype. Especially because, yeah, Boston Scott was the number one. Like towards the end of the he season, was injured. And Miles the Sanders playoffs. was injured. I know, but he just didn't perform as well as people thought he would. Well, he was also injured. Oh, my God. Okay. Injuries. He was injured. Injuries. (laughs) Okay. I don't really like anyone on Philly's team besides Zach Ertz, but that's not my pick. Of course, because that's not really a breakout player. And so I'm going to go with Carson Wentz. He might. I mean, he has the potential to be that MVP again. As long as
0: Jadavian Clowney doesn't sit on his head.
1: And then um, he's got Alshon Jeffrey and Deshaun Jackson coming back. So he has a terrific Jaylen offensive Rieger, line. Jalen
0: from what we've heard, is looking great in camp. Yeah. Which is good for them. almost forgot
1: about him, yeah. And uh, they have a great offensive line, so I think they're going to protect Carson Wentz as best possible. So. Mm-hmm. He, yeah. he has the potential to be in that MVP form. If he,
0: he gets can stay there, healthy. I
1: wouldn't be too surprised, but just a little bit shocked.
0: I mean, the Eagles, again last year, bring it back, just injuries. The Eagles' whole team was injured, like, mm-hmm. and they still made the playoffs. I mean, the <laughs> NFC East, it's not saying much that you've gone to the playoffs in the NFC East, I'll be honest, but they still made it. They were competitive in their playoff game against the Seahawks at least, but I think that i definitely agree carson wentz could have that breakout year i mean he showed that he can play at the mvp level and if he had stayed healthy that season he probably would have won mvp yeah because i mean i wish he would have because who wants to see tom brady win another mvp um yeah all right moving on the nfc north the green bay packers joseph who is your breakout star i need to think on
1: this one you go because i'm not sure
0: <laughs> yeah it's hard man uh i chose alan lazard um i mean of course you still have Devonte adams there but i mean you don't really have a tight end so and i mean you don't really have any other wide receivers so alan lazard he flashed in some games the lions game for sure i think he will be a good receiver for the packers next year um he might not score the touchdowns because Devonte adams aaron jones will get them but i think he'll put up yards in that midfield kind of area he can go deep he's from what i've seen what i've watched he can he's pretty good at contested catches i was impressed with some of the catches he made so definitely think he has a chance to be a great player and i mean with only 477 yards last year being the second receiver all you can do is go up pretty much yeah <laughs> It's tough. The Green Bay offense is weird.
1: Yeah, it is weird. I'm not too sure. Definitely take Devontae and Aaron Jones high, high, high in your draft. Those guys are going to get you. Jamal Williams,
0: some more like Olaf and Frozen mermaid talk. Um, Could always choose their defense.
1: Let's give Aaron Rodgers some love on this podcast. You know what? I doubt he's going to have a big year just because Matt LaFleur... Hates him for whatever reason. <laughs> I don't know. He didn't let him gunsling the ball like he always does, and then he drafts a quarterback in the first round, and it, it should have been a first-round wide receiver as my breakout star, but it's not.
0: Yeah, because <sighs> Jalen hurts.
1: You mean Jordan Lo-
0: or Jordan Love?
1: Yeah. Ugh. But I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna put my faith in Aaron Rodgers. If you could pick him up as a backup, that yeah. would be amazing. So. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to go Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Even though I don't trust it.
0: We'll see. I'm going to trust it. It could be a good pick. I mean, he is a Super Bowl winner. Uh, yeah, Packers, that's a weird team for me. I mean, they were somehow 13-3. and It still amazes me that system. they were 13-3 and last year.
1: Yeah. They played as a team as opposed to one guy. I guess. Just it like was Giannis just like
0: surprising. That they made it that far. Wisconsin, shout out. Um, Next up, we have the Chicago Bears. Um, You know, I just, again, it's so frustrating because Mitchell Trubisky ruins like almost every chance of anyone, like anyone having a breakout season. But if someone in that receiving court is going to have a breakout season, it's going to be Allen Robinson. I mean, 1,100 yards last year, seven TDs. I mean, the Bears just have just Mitchell Trubisky, man. Just it's so painful, and I just Alan Robinson, just be that guy that you were in those first couple seasons before you got injured again, and just 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 help out your boy Mitch and just go off.
1: Don't listen to Evan. Don't help out Mitch. You wanna know why? Because you're not gonna <laughs> have the chance. Because my breakout star is Nick. Fools, the man himself. Oh, my goodness. Mitchell Trubisky, I'm sorry. Your career's over. Why'd you waste this second overall pick? I'm sorry. Nick Fools is a Super Bowl champion, and you're bringing that caliber of a player into this roster. I'm telling you, the first two games, Mitch is going to throw five picks, and he's going to be done. And then Nick Fools is going to step in. He's going to make Montgomery look good. He's going to make Tariq Cohen look good. He's going to make... Oh, what the hell? They drafted a tight end this year. Uh, Cole Komet. Cole Komet look good, I'm telling you. Nick Foles, he's the guy. He's the guy you want on your team and he's gonna be the breakout star. Buy I two
0: s- Nick Foles and get a free uh, tree car air freshener for your car. <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> <laughs> oh my
1: God. No, I said it last year. I was like, Marcus Mariota's not gonna be the start, it's gonna be Ryan Tannehill. Well I'm always right, people. Tell me <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right. Uh, We have a little bit of confidence in this podcast studio today. I like it. Um, Definitely Nick Foles by, like, probably week four will be the starter for that team. Uh, Mr. Biskey is a depressing guy. But, I mean, if Nick Foles comes in, it still bodes well for Allen Robinson. Nick Foles likes to go downfield. Exactly.
1: He used Alshon Jeffrey like a beautiful machine that he was. It's true.
0: Except that Alshon Jeffrey and the Eagles wide receiver core, Nelson Aguilar, they like to drop passes. So... Hopefully with the Bears here, they'll have a bit of a better chance. I mean, who knows, though? The Bears are not very talented on offense. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving on to the Minnesota Vikings, uh, who is your breakout star here?
1: Justin Jefferson. <laughs> i That's what I originally was thinking. Mm-hmm. But then I'm like, you know who's really underrated this year? And I don't know why. It's Adam Thielen. I d- I don't understand it. Like as soon as Stefan Diggs leaves, his draft stock just like drops. Like what is that? Where's Blaine? Yeah. Let me see. Boop.
0: I mean, I think he was still like 13th.
1: Yeah, 13th. But he should be higher considering that he had like what eight games in a row mm-hmm. when he had 100 yards a couple of years ago. I think he's still elite. He was injured. He only played 10 games last year, which sucks. But don't I don't I still don't trust Kirk Cousins. Dalvin Cook, who knows with that guy. I mean, if I had a first-round pick and it would be Dalvin Cook, I wouldn't take him just because Mm-mm. the injuries and the contract and the beef between him and Zimmer right now. Adam Thielen is your security blanket, and I don't – I think that he's just – Kirk Cousins is going to use him more than Justin Jefferson because he's familiar with Thielen, and now he's truly the number one there. So I, I can Thielen's agree with
0: that. There. Adam Thielen will be the number one, and I think playing with Stefan Diggs helped him. I think it improved his route running. and improved his hands, and I think that he can show out this year for a Vikings team who is honestly pretty def- decent on offense. Um, yeah. I mean, Dalvin Cook played great last year, but who knows if that can continue That's and right. then – Yeah, uh, for me, my pick here is Irv Smith, the tight end for the Minnesota Vikings. Kyle Rudolph's kind of out the door, I think, and they want to move on from him. And I think that's where Irv Smith comes in, um, out of Alabama two years ago. Um, Super athletic, has great hands, has great mobility. He's fast. Um, They didn't use him that much. He only had 36 receptions last year, but I think he is poised for that kind of breakout campaign. I think he can be a great kind of number two or three pass catcher for this Minnesota Vikings team and I think that he can just put up yards and touchdowns because they miss they're missing a huge red zone threat without Stefan Diggs and I think that Irv Smith especially at a tight end can fill that void and be a red zone threat and touchdowns get you a lot of points in fantasy if yeah. you didn't know
1: Kyle Rudolph's out the door so
0: yeah. alright final team from the NFC North we have the Detroit Lions uh, Joseph. It's no. hard. Kenny Galladay? No, nope, because <laughs> he he's played too good. High.
1: Yep. So I'm gonna go. Matthew Stafford.
0: i I like it. I, I like it.
1: I mean, I'm not taking Marvin Jones because Kenny Galladay's there. I took Hawkinson last year, and that well, turned into that a disaster. Yeah. They have a two-headed monster at running back. I don't know who's going to get the ball there. And so Matthew Stafford is your best bet. He's going to get you points. He always gets you points every year. And if it Mm -hmm. weren't for that injury, which he's been consistent until then, he was going to have a breakout year, and literally no one is talking about it. Mm -hmm. So I think Matthew Stafford is going to repeat it. They're still going to be last in the division. So they Mm -hmm. won't really matter. So – all they're worth is fantasy, and I think Matthew Stafford is going to put it together. Yeah,
0: he's definitely a borderline starter, if not one of the best backups for fantasy. Totally. Um, my pick here is another rookie. I like rookies, if you haven't noticed. Uh, DeAndre Swift out of Georgia. I disagree with you. I think it's pretty clear that DeAndre Swift will have the carries for this Detroit Lions team.
1: But Cario Johnson didn't have a chance to prove himself. Obviously. Yeah,
0: because he was injured. I know, exactly. And I don't exactly. think that... I think that DeAndre Swift just has too much potential here, and I think they wouldn't have drafted him so high if they weren't going to use him. So, I mean, 1,200 yards, seven touchdowns in Georgia. I mean, if you just look at Georgia running backs, they at least have one great season. So, mm-hmm. you know, Todd Gurley, Sony Michelle, Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb, exactly. Like, they, he played with Nick Chubb. He played with Sonny Michelle. I mean, he knows those guys. I think he'll be a great player for the Lions here, and I think that he can probably come pretty close to a thousand yards this year. And he's fast. It's in his name. He's fast.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: All right, quick one there. Uh, I mean, not to say about the Lions. Lions are just forgettable as a team. <laughs> win a playoff will make the playoffs <laughs> come on guys uh next up we got the NFC West the toughest division in football totally. but also the best division in football uh we have the Arizona Cardinals up first Joseph hit me
1: so I thought about this one a lot and I'm not picking Kyler Murray cause everyone's got Kyler Murray he's MVP next year <sighs> Potentially.
0: No. I, well,
1: mm-hmm. Potentially, he Russ, could be.
0: Russell Wilson.
1: <laughs> DeAndre Hopkins, I can't pick him. And he's going to get doubled all the time. Yeah. I picked Christian Kirk last year, and he was terrible. I don't trust him. So, you know who I trust? Larry Fitzgerald. I'm going back. Good old Larry. To Larry Fitzgerald. <sighs> he's second all time in receiving now. He made some plays last year. I know. And. He's just, when everyone's plugging up the holes because they have such a shitty offensive line, and Kenyon Drake's not going to do anything, well, I think he's still going to have a good year. DeAndre Hopkins is going to get doubled, and then you just have wide-open Larry, who gets open every single time. He's going to be that number two. He's still going to be, not elite, but damn near close to it. So I just... I love Larry Fitzgerald
0: here. Before you crap on Kenyon Drake too much.
1: No, I like Kenyon Drake. <laughs> I just don't know what their is My breakout player.
0: Line. Um if you just oh my God. Part of the reason here I'm a Seahawks fan, watching Kenyon Drake just absolutely destroy our entire defense totally. in the Cardinals game made me really like him. Um I mean, I won't go into the stats with Miami here, but when I mean after the trade deadline, six hundred and forty-three yards and eight touchdowns. So I mean if he played a full year in Arizona theoretically it would have been 1200 yards and 16 touchdowns i mean that's probably not what would have happened but i mean kenyan drake really turned around the cardinals i feel like that's kind of when he got traded there that's when the cardinals started started looking way better and started winning a lot more games and i think that he just showed through that season that he was physical he was going a hundred percent every play all the time and i think that he will be that he's the number one back there's no question there's no david johnson there this Mm -hmm. year and i think he's poised for a good season
1: let me tell you about the nfl though (laughs) what happens at the trade deadline is that these guys come to new teams and they ball out because no one has film on them and the exact things that they do now these defenses have a little bit of film and that offensive line is terrible they've Needed to fix that offensive line for, like, three or four years now, and they haven't even touched it.
0: That's why you give it to Kenyon Drake, though, because he'll just run over the d lineman.
1: That makes no sense (laughs) whatsoever. So I think Kenyon Drake has the potential to bust, or he has the potential to pick up right where he left off. I'm really torn. If you want to take that high risk, high reward, you can. Draft him low. Yeah.
0: All right, moving on. We have the Rams. Uh, This one's tough. I mean... Their offense looks good. I mean, but you, you can't. Uh, Cooper Cup, coming off a great season. Robert Woods, coming off a great season.
1: Jared Goff, not so much. But <laughs> do you really
0: want to take Jared Goff as your breakout player here? No. Exactly. I That's why. I know
1: exactly who my
0: breakout player is. Daryl Henderson. Be.
1: No way. <laughs> oh my! It is clearly Cam Akers. I will fight you on this one. I All right, swear. let's go, bro. Let's go. <laughs> let's go. It is clearly Cam Akers. He's going to get that ball. They that was their very first pick in the draft was a running back. What do you think that means? They're totally replacing their best player besides Aaron Donald and Todd Gurley and now they're going to replace him with Cam Akers. Fresh legs, and he is going to catch out of the backfield. He's going to bail Jared Goff out like God, Todd Gurley did, and he's going to be that number one back. Henderson's just going to pick up the scraps. I'm telling you. Stay tuned for when we uh, scrap, go all-out fighting after this
0: podcast. Um, I, will just, I will beat you to death, man. Uh, Daryl Henderson is going to be the starting running back for this Rams team. He will behind that pretty good offensive line get yards. He's a physical runner. He's a downhill runner. He will be that red zone guy for this Rams team and he will score touchdowns. And like I said earlier, touchdowns. Get you a lot of points in fantasy. Draft Daryl
1: Henderson. No, draft Cam Akers. We're gonna confuse our viewers now. Joseph,
0: it's opinions. They can listen to who they want to. You know what? A little bit of a little bit of fire. A little bit of that muy caliente between the the host here is always loved on a podcast. Our listeners probably love that we're arguing. But your voice
1: is sexier. They're going to listen to That's true. More. I
0: have a I have a smooth, sexy radio <laughs> voice. I mean, leave a comment if you want me to become a radio host. Also, shout out to whoever left Apple iTunes reviews last week. Um, I read them. Most of them are from friends and family but whoever said they found the podcast by accident and loved it uh shout out to you yeah totally um I'm impressed that you found this by accident you must have been going way out of your way to find this but um shout out to you um yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> kiss through the microphone um alright up next got six more teams here uh the San Francisco 49ers
1: who do you got Originally, I was going to say Brandon Ayuk. But then I thought to myself, Jimmy Garoppolo hates wide receivers because (laughs) Kyle Shanahan won't let him throw the ball unless it's George Kittle. So I'm going to pick a running back here, and it's going to be Raheem Mostert (sighs) over Tevin Coleman. I just love what I saw from Raheem Mostert. I mean, Tevin Coleman did a little bit of it, especially in the Vikings game, in the playoffs. But just Raheem Mostert did everything for that team. He's gonna be the number one. If you have to choose between those two guys, I'm picking Raheem Moster. He just he's just more athletic and he knows what he's doing in that offense. They have a great offensive line. They replaced Joe Staley, and they still have Mike out of Notre Dame. I don't know what I can't nice. pronounce his last name. But um I just I just love Raheem Moster in this pick, and he's my breakout star.
0: I don't know, man. I just the way San Francisco played with running backs last year does not give me confidence that it's just gonna be most hurt and they'll spread out the ball a bunch.
1: It won't be, but I think he's gonna get half of the games. Mm. So he's gonna get like a mm. hundred yards. I don't know. So you pick him up off the bench, you put him in here or there, it'll be good. It'll I think good. he's just those it's though it's
0: like just game it's like random games for him though, so it's not consistent is my only problem with him. But uh, for me, I chose Kendrick Bourne here. Uh, Debo Samuels is I mean, he's he had foot surgery in the off season, so he might not even be ready for uh, the start of the season. Kendrick Bourne is that number two receiver. He is probably the biggest receiver on the San Francisco team, and I think he's shown, especially two years ago, he showed that he can be a pretty good receiver. Um, he, his production definitely re- went down, only 358 yards, but, I mean, five TDs is respectable in the league. I mean... Hopefully he can boost those receptions, may get a couple more touchdowns, but I think he just has a chance to be a big factor in this offense, and that's why I want him, I give him that breakout player role on this Forty Nineers team. But you do, you, bud. I don't know Iuke, I like Ayuk, but again, I don't know. Kendrick Bourne has a little more experience in that offense and might have Kyle Shanahan's trust mm-hmm. a bit more. Uh, all right, moving on to the best team in the league, oh. <laughs> <laughs> the Seattle Seahawks. Um, of course, they're probably not going to be the best team in the league, but I'm a little bit of a homer. I will, le- I let it get to my head a bit. I admit I have a bias towards the Seahawks in a lot of cases. Yeah. Um, but you know what? Joseph has a bias towards the Steelers. So we all have biases. Yeah. It, have it is what it is. Um. All right. Uh, Seahawks. I mean. It's hard here. I wanted to choose running backs, but they're injured, so it's hard to choose a running back for breakout when they're injured. So, I mean, DK. Just DK Metcalf, my boy. I I just I have to say it on here. I loved this guy coming out of college. I was so happy. But... Except for all NFL general managers. I don't know
1: why. I wanted him. I was but...
0: celebrating. Ugh. I was so happy when I look at my phone. I wasn't watching the draft. I opened my phone. It's like DK Metcalf to the Seahawks in the second round. I was so happy. I mean, this guy, um, I just think he, he wasn't trusted at the start of the season. I mean, he still put up some numbers, but I think now he has Russell Wilson's full trust. I mean... He had 900 yards and seven touchdowns. He can easily surpass that and get 1300 yards. I think he can break the 10 touchdowns. He is just a massive receiver with hands. He's fast. 433 three. like he is a red zone threat, he's a deep threat and he's bigger than any cornerback you put on him. Like yep. he's just a total package here, and I think that he could pass Tyler Lockett. Um, this gives the opportunity for Tyler Lockett to move back into the slot where I think he's a bit more comfortable too. Totally. So look for Tyler Lockett. The problem with Tyler Lockett is people will probably draft him pretty high because he did put up numbers last year. But
1: no one'd be surprised if they draft DK ahead of him though.
0: Just because all the It's true, but I don't know. DK Metcalf still is my breakout candidate. I mean, if you can't get DK for the Seahawks, I would look to someone like Tyler Lockett because I still think with him in the slot, he's small, he's speedy, he can get those under routes, he can catch along the sidelines, he can still go deep. I think he's a very versatile receiver that could also be a good player for the Seahawks here. All right, who you got?
1: Well, you kind of scared me when you started your speech, so I'm still going to say his name. Chris Carson, I don't know what his injury is, Evan.
0: Uh, uh, He's not injured right now. He's away on a family thing, but he did get injured at the end of last year. Also, his fumble problems is my other issue with him.
1: Yeah, but I just think he's such a good back. He is. He beat out a first-round running back in Rashad Penny when his job was on the line after he had that Mm -hmm. concussion. So I think Chris Carson, you pick him up as a number two. Like, Mm -hmm. or your flex I've been doing mock drafts and I pick him up as my number two running back he he does pretty good so I love Chris Carson he went under the radar last year I tried to get him I didn't I got outbidded but I'm gonna try again for him this Mm -hmm. year I'm a big Chris Carson fan and they have changed that entire yeah like Three years ago, Russell Wilson was just gunslinging, fighting yeah, for his life. running the hell around. And then all of a sudden, they're the best running team in the league. They went the from 0 year, yeah. to 100 real quick. <laughs> That's going to be my new catchphrase. I like it. Real quick. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, I definitely can see that. My only, yeah, it's just what the fumbles, man. I mean, hopefully he'll have dealt with that in the offseason. Pete Carroll was super hard on him for the fumbles, so hopefully yeah. he changed that. It was just like watching sometimes, like, just the f- – it was painful to watch the fumbles. But he's also underratedly a good pass catcher. Um, So I think Chris Carson definitely will have a big role on the Seahawks team, especially because Pete Carroll does love to run that b- football down the other team's throat. All right, final division. Joseph, are you excited? Do you think we've adequately covered
1: fantasy? More than adequately. We've done amazing
0: Alright, glad to hear Alright, next up we have the Falcons Um, Joseph, I want you to go first
1: Are you sure you don't want to go first?
0: Uh, I can if you'd like Um,
1: No, I can go first Alright So, there's a lot of weapons in Atlanta this year There are And Matty Ice is always consistent But my pick is gonna be Hayden Hurst a sleeper pick for you guys. He had, very sleepy. Yeah, I know. He was a first round tight end, and yet he got beat out by Mark Andrews uh, Let's last go, Oklahoma. year. Oklahoma. I know he did amazing, but Hayden Hurst just wasn't really getting the touches simply because he didn't have the chemistry, and he was like a fallen option for them because mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson and Mark Andrews just took over. So this year, they had Austin Hooper last year, who had a really good year. And I just think that Julio and Calvin Ridley are going to go so deep down the field and that they're going to do their thing. They're going to have good years. Todd Gurley, injury concerns, every fantasy expert harps on that. So I'm going to try and avoid him. But even if he is healthy, check downs mostly, screen passes. So you need someone in the middle, and that's going to be Hayhurst Hurst in my opinion. I loved him coming into the draft, and I think – He'll do even better with Atlanta, with a quarterback who actually knows how to use a tight end, who's had Tony Gonzalez on his team before. Also, the question
0: with Matt Ryan is, can he throw down the field?
1: Of course he can. He's done it time and time again throughout his entire career. He's old, though. Will his arms stand up to the test of time here? Yeah, I...
0: Totally see that happening. If it doesn't, though, I mean, if
1: guys like Drew Brees can do it, I think I'm not comparing those two because those two are on different platforms. Yeah, but it was only what four years ago we won MVP. It's true.
0: Um, I agree with that. I think looking at Austin Hooper, I think Hayden Hurst is a super talented tight end who just got beat out by Mark Andrews there, but I think he'll definitely have the opportunity, and if he can even just play like Austin Hooper, running kind of the same. Offense there in Atlanta, he will have a good season. Uh, my pick here, I want to stress this before I nominate Todd Gurley. Do not take him early. No, please do don't. not. Like, you might be like, oh my God.
1: He is a number three offensive running back rookie at of the best. year. No. Offensive
0: player of the year. Do not,
1: he is not at take that level him anymore, early.
0: People. I put him on this. The only reason I have him on this list is because of that. But. Take him late. He could, emphasis on could, have an incredible season with this new team if his knee is healthy. I mean, underratedly scored 12 touchdowns last year. Hurt. But, mm-hmm. again, you can't trust that. That's what I'm saying. If he is there late in your draft, you can, like, I would recommend drafting Todd Gurley just because if he shows up, you didn't waste a high pick on him. And he can be a great player for you as he has in past years, but you just can't take that risk on an early pick. Yeah. Alright. The Narlin Saints. Ooh. Who you got?
1: Interesting. I don't know him. I'm gonna pick Jared Cook. He had mm. a phenomenal mm-hmm. year Our last mm. year. Cook about stir to it cook. up. Oh, everyone's going to be on Thomas and Kamara. Mm-hmm. Emmanuel Sanders. <laughs> <laughs> it's Emmanuel Sanders' first year. Drew Brees is going to hit his tight end. They've never been able to replace Jimmy Graham, like, ever. They tried with Kobe Fleener. That was a terrible idea. <laughs> and then Jared Cooks comes in, and he's starting to get more targets he had 700 yards not as much as he did in Oakland but he had a phenomenal great year, year. In it Oakland. was he was great for so, the saints i think he had a great year for the saints as well and he racked up touchdowns so that's the biggest thing with tight ends you're not necessarily looking for yards that's the gravy tight ends are usually red zone threats and if mm-hmm. you can have a touchdown out of them per game with extra yards That's gold for your fans. Jared
0: Cook was incredible last year. He is that red zone threat, like you said, so I definitely think he'll have a good season. Um, For me, I chose Manny Sanders. Um, I mean, he is getting up there in age, but I just think if you look at him in San Francisco – I mean, of course, Kyle Shanahan isn't the biggest fan of Jimmy Garoppolo throwing receivers, but he still, especially in that Saints game, he was why they won against the Saints that day. Like, he's a great player. He had a great season, 869 yards, five TDs. The other thing that helps him is that he is lining up against Michael Thomas, so he won't be that focused. I mean, Michael Thomas is still going to get yards. I mean, he was offensive player of the year last year, but he just, like, Emmanuel Sanders just has the opportunity to be a huge number two receiver. This is by far the best receiver they've lined up across from Michael Thomas yeah. in his career. I mean, he's a better version of a Tedkin Jr., right? Like, totally. he's just... He's a great receiver, and I think he is primed to have quite a good year.
1: I just don't know, though, because, like, Michael Thomas is going to get a lot of touches. It's
0: true, It's and I'm not de- denying that at all, but I also think that, I mean, now that you just don't have a speedster, you have a much more well-polished receiver, Drew Brees isn't necessarily going to have to make that super contested catch to Thomas and can maybe throw that second read to Sanders, who might be a bit more open, right? Totally. So, I mean, look to Sanders— Again, I feel like with most of these guys, don't take them early. That's the point of them being breakout players, is that they're not players you would necessarily draft in those first probably four or five rounds. They're yeah. later round picks that can have high upside, but you don't don't spend a bunch of draft capital on them. Mm-hmm. Draft established players in the higher rounds. Two more teams. All right. <laughs> the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Ugh. most overhyped team <laughs> Of the entire season so far, I am disgusted by this team, mostly because of Tom Brady. As much as I'm a Michigan fan, I just... Uh, Rob Gronkowski, too. Honestly, just just get them out of my face. But, you know what? That's why I stayed away from those ex-Patriots, and I took O.J. Howard, my man. Uh, he had his most targets last year with Jaden Swinston, surprisingly. Not very many yards, 459 yards, only one touchdown, but... I think O.J. Howard can become that red zone threat again. Tom Brady loves throwing the tight ends, um, and I think he'll have an opportunity. He will definitely start over Gronk, and I think that he has the talent. Tom Brady loves his tight ends. He will get red zone production, and I think that he will maybe have more yards. He will definitely have more touchdowns, and probably at least 200 more yards.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know about the whole Gronkowski thing. Not your opinion, but just where he's at physically and mentally. So the safer bet is O.J. Howard. But my breakout star is Tom Brady. (laughs) I'm sorry, but everyone... Get out of my face! Get out of the studio, man! Everyone's talking about Gronkowski, Godwin, Evans. Shut up, okay? There has to be one ball. And who's going to touch that ball every single snap? Tom Brady. Exactly. So he's going to get the points. Whether Godwin gets the points or Evans or Gronk or Howard or Jones or McCoy, whoever, the list goes on and on, Tom Brady always touches the ball.
0: Just to note, you don't get points for handoffs. Just just for the record, if you're know, new to fantasy. I
1: LaShawn McCoy can catch out of the backfield True. like he always does, and Tom Brady... I mean, he's the safest option. You never know who it's going to be on any given day when it's you true. have that much talent. My
0: only problem with Tom Brady as a breakout star, I like the pick. It's just the Tampa Bay running backs are so questionable. That's true. That, like, Tom Brady loves also throwing to his running backs, tight ends and running backs, and he doesn't necessarily have that kind of James White security blanket that he can just dump it off to the left or right, and James White will make a play, right? You, I think like, that's what Chris McCoy for though.
1: Because but Chris Godwin, you're going to
0: want him to go deep too, though. Like, you can't always have him running under patterns, right? Because Chris Godwin's a speedster. Like, I sometimes definitely, but like, that's where I think that it could cause problems. But I also think that Tom Brady is good enough to adapt to the situation and figure his stuff out. So, definitely also a good pick.
1: And All right. you, you draft Tristan Wirfs, right? So you have a bunch mm-hmm. of checkdowns. You have Mike Evans going deep. And then they have a good offensive. You can keep line. going lower and lower and lower because yeah. you have all that time, like you did you two years ago in New England. So yeah, yeah.
0: That's Last awesome. team, the very final team, the thirty-second team, the Carolina Panthers. The I don't know. The they Christian have McCaffrey some hype. I don't know. I feel like some circles are giving them hype. Some circles are overlooking them. Personally, I like the Panthers. I don't think they will necessarily be good, but no. I think they have the building blocks to be a good team later. I mean, of course, Christian McCaffrey. I like Matt Rule as a head coach. I liked what he did at Baylor last year. Um, And my breakout player here is Robbie Anderson. Coming over from the Jets, I yeah. think the Jets did not use him very well, but I think that playing across from DJ Moore, he will, again, have a lot of space. Him and DJ Moore are similar players, but I think if you just go, go downfield, one of them will be open at some point, and they will get yards and touchdowns. And that's why I think that Robbie Anderson will be a breakout player also you have to respect christian mccaffrey so you can't play an 8 db lineup because then christian mccaffrey will just run up the middle
1: okay so i obviously can't take christian mccaffrey
0: (laughs) really and
1: i and i refuse to take dj moore because i think he's going to be the biggest bust i disagree with that but of this entire draft like literally no but people are overlooking my man teddy bridgewater are you kidding me this guy okay he didn't put up huge fantasy numbers but he won you games and those wins can accumulate into more time offensively and more time offensively means higher percentage chance for points on your fantasy team and when you have Christian McCaffrey just juking off 20 guys, when you just check mm-hmm. it down to him, yeah, exactly. he's going to get you that yak. He's going to get you those <laughs> receiving touchdowns. Yeah. Yards
0: yak. Yards after catch. You add Robbie clarify.
1: Anderson, you have a young tight end, I don't even know his name, but he's pretty good. Ian Thomas. Yeah. And then, DJ Moore, the odd time, but no, I'm sorry. I,
0: okay, I disagree with you on that. Personally, I like DJ Moore a lot, but... I can see why you think that he's a bust. I definitely think that there's a chance. He had a great season last year, though. I don't think you can deny that. No, he's Over a 1,000 yards.
1: Ever since he came out of Maryland, he's been the number one, and he hasn't proven it. And well he had a great a sudden, season last year. He had year. an okay season at best and they didn't have like a proper quarterback true that was in there to build that chemistry and now all of a sudden he's a top ten wide receiver. That just that doesn't, doesn't make, make any sense, sense to me at all. I he think he hasn't proven like he hasn't gone above and beyond. He had pretty average numbers for a while. He's wide also receiver. hyped up. So exactly. He
0: will go high in the draft and there's a chance that he busts. I like DJ mm-hmm. Moore, though. But I also think he'll go too high. But anyways, that was our fantasy show. Uh, thank you for sitting around with us. This was like almost twice the length of any of our other podcasts. So if you made it to the end, congratulations. Uh, stay tuned. In the next couple days, we will have the inaugural episode of Breaking It Down with the E-Dogs. Hopefully that will come out tomorrow. Um, But, you know... Good luck in your fantasy leagues, my fans, and just make sure to draft an entire team of rookies. And thank (laughs) you for listening. Give us five stars on iTunes.